0: Hey everybody, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We're going to continue today with another update. This one from Heliostar Metals. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with HSTR and on the OTCQX with HSTXF. If you follow the gold exploration sector, you always love good grade with long intervals. Well, uh, Charles Funk, CEO of the company, that's exactly what you did with this release. Almost 242 meters of 9 grams per tonne gold from your Anna Paula project there in Mexico. That's hole 297. Uh, holy smokes, Charles. That's a, that's a whopper of a hole right there.
1: Yeah, Trevor. Not many oil bodies in the world can have um, that those grades over those intercepts. It's, it's an incredible result. Now, 298 is a very good result as well. so
0: let's uh let's talk about this 297 really what was the objection of 297 what what was its purpose and really in and what does this what did the results show you as far as what you're going after
1: yeah it's a bit of a swiss army knife of a hole in that it was going to achieve a lot of things for us the first and most important is these are the first drill holes into the up plunge target um to the east and above the high grade panel where we think we can add ounces um, and most importantly, there was, a, there was a gap below five gram per tonne material there um, that we drilled a sub interval of about 24 metres at 8.8 grams. So tick the box, they're definitely going to be adding ounces in the up plunge target area. And then from an underground mine design perspective, um, we, we were demonstrating consistency on 25 metre intervals. Um, this shows metre by metre, this is an extremely consistent ore body which has a huge impact for us from from a mineability perspective. Um, Thirdly, we need a lot more um, network material. So it gets us a lot of that material for the network process. And lastly, there's not many holes from east to west. And it's important when you design your underground mine that you know whether there's any faults that that, um, say the north-south orientation dipping to the east. And so you've got to drill a few holes in a different direction to what's most commonly drilled. So it achieves a lot of things for us, um, but most importantly, it was a 33% improvement on what the model predicted um, for high-grade material. And so that tells you that we're going to be able to add ounces, and we should be able to lift the grade in that area on that drill hole. That's hugely impactful.
0: Yeah. Uh, So there's a couple of different intervals in here throughout that uh, 242 meters, Charles, uh mineralization appears to be kind of starting out at uh, 43 meters depth, uh, but there's, you know, once you get to about that 200 level, that's where you, it seems like you really get into the juice of it. There's 35 meters of 23.6 grams per ton, another about 10 meters of 42.4 grams per ton. Um, You know, based on the on on the on the drilling you've done thus far, plus this 297, what do we know about the mineralization at depth that seems to be higher grade at depth?
1: Yeah, there's an incredible zone of of spectacular grade um, deeper in the panel. Um, There was quite a gap in the drilling before we put that hole in and we've showed the whole area. If you look at the figures, it's purple and purple means greater than 10 grams per tonne. It's exceptional. So the, the, the most powerful thing about that is, you know, high-grade drives really strong economics. So those holes show that. It drilled out the bottom of the high-grade panel. Um, so we're in, there will have some more up-plunge results to come. And then we've started drilling a couple of holes in the down-plunge target area to the west of the high-grade panel. And so we reported 305's got some really nice sulphide mineralization in it as well. So mm. we're hoping we can continue the success and have similar success down plunge as well so that we can lift the grade within the panel, add ounces up plunge, add ounces down plunge. And that, that's what we thought was possible. And so far it's looking quite promising for us. All
0: right. uh, you also reported hole 298, but before we kind of talk about hole 298, Charles, I do want to kind of give you, give you the floor here about hole 297. I was able to go online and kind of, you know, after the news release came out and after I kind of picked my job off the floor, uh, you know, a lot of people called this, you know, a lot of respectable people called this hole a promotional hole. Uh, this is a hole that's been on the docks. I mean, we know it was coming and in the cross section of previous news releases. You could see that this hole or well, the assays were still pending. Uh, how do you approach this uh, when maybe you get those critics out there saying this was a promotional hole?
1: Yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. We we needed to drill this hole for for the reasons that we explained. Um, it wasn't the first hole we drilled. I think it's the eighth hole, seventh or eighth hole um, that we've drilled. So you know, it's a great hole in a great ore body um, that we needed to drill for our program, and it just happens to be extremely well mineralized and give us some great headlines. Yeah, I think it speaks. Very few ore bodies in the world can create those kind of intercepts. So it immediately puts it in a very rare echelon of gold deposits. Um, But it's really impactful for us. We've been very clear that this program is designed to change the anapola from an open pit with a lower overall grade to a high-grade zone. And to do that, we needed an infill drill program. Um, We think it can add high-grade. We also think we can volumetrically add high-grade material. So we've been very clear on what we're trying to achieve. We think we're delivering quite well on that. And I think now we can start to look up a bit and maybe watch for the next six weeks as we start to introduce some of the growth targets. This all body's open at depth. It's got some other nice little pods in it that we think within the broader low-grade halo that might be underground mineable and some nice exploration targets. So we've been very disciplined to say, here's what we're going to deliver on the high-grade panel, and we've had the good fortune that so far it's coming true. Um, and now we can start to lift our gaze and demonstrate that why we think we can grow beyond the high grade panel, but you know, not many all bodies can deliver exceptional. It's the consistency of the grade in this, that, that that hole demonstrates and it's incredible. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's talk about a hole 298. I mean, any, <laughs> that's a respectable hole in itself. It just happened to be released the same time as a uh, hole 297 uh, hole 298 was 104 meters of 6.14 grams per ton gold. That included almost 20 meters of 15 grams per ton gold. Tell us about whole 298 here, Charles, and, and the meaning behind this, because this was a little bit of a step out, it seems like, at depth.
1: Yeah, so same pad as 297, um, testing some other gap zones. If you look at the figure on the graphic, you can see it's, it's lifting high grade more shallowly and it's pushing high grade more deeply than the model. So really encouraging that deeper part of the hole um, in the grade that that's returned. So again, yeah, as you said, adding volume geologically, we actually think is there another sort of feeder into the into the panel coming from that area. So we'll have to step out. Um, but yeah, yeah, to be able to consistently drill hundred meter intercepts at five to eight grams, to be able to drill you know fifty meter intercepts at ten to thirteen grams. It, it it speaks to a consistent wide zone that we're growing at the margins. And that's pretty exciting for what will be a resource update in November. Yeah, for
0: it's us. going to be a really exciting November, but you've got a lot of assays still pending here. Uh, holes 299, 300, 301, 302. Uh, it's actually up to 305 now that I'm paying closer attention here. So there's a lot of, you've you've completed a lot of drilling. And so talk to us about kind of presenting this information to the market when it becomes available. Like It sounds like it's going to be a steady uh, release of news with drilling uh, results here up into when you really need to crunch down those numbers for the resource update.
1: Yeah, so we, we we laid out our rescoping plans um, in April, and if you go back to that press release, you can sort of tick off the the milestones that we're achieving. We our next release will be an update on the first underground mine design for the project. Um, for for people who are new to the project, that have a P, has a PFS on an open pit, but we think this core makes a much more profitable, capital efficient underground mine, and so we're working on the previous model, the current resource without these new holes. Um, to show that mine design, and we'll have that out in July. Um, we just pushed it back a little bit on the back of the financing and a slow market with these results. So you'll see that as our next results. I expect you'll see more up-plunge targets in early August. Um, then late August, early September, we'll see the first of the down-plunge drill results. We'll have in late September to early October the Metwork the focused on the high-grade underground. And then that's all going to feed into a resource update focused on the underground potential um, in November. So they're the key deliverables for the Rescope. They're all very material catalysts for us. If we can demonstrate bringing high-grade forward, that's hugely impactful. If we can get a better network number, that's hugely impactful. And clearly, these results are. So that sets us up to deliver a feasibility study next year. um, And that means we can be in production in 2026. You know, it's quite rare to see a project with these kind of grades and Mm widths alone, let alone the speed that it can move. It's got its open pit permit. We'll modify that for underground. We'll get to a construction decision at the end of next year where we're really pushing quickly because it's a rare project because of how quickly we can move Annapurga forward.
0: All right, Charles, uh, some little technical difficulties here. <laughs> uh, internet in the Black Hills of South Dakota is not as strong as we get, but so we're going to try to wrap this up as quickly as possible. But before I do let you go, I do need to ask you about this financing that the company recently closed. Originally, it was a private placement uh, 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 bought deal, I believe, for $5 million. That got upsized to $7 million. Uh, Charles, as a shareholder of the company, that was involved in uh, placement with Heliostar before Anapala. Uh, this was something that actually caught me by surprise here as a shareholder. So tell me a little bit about where this, uh, this financing came from, the timing of it all, and why the company decided now was a good time to, uh, to, you know, add to the coffers of the, of the company.
1: Yeah, so I think there's there's two parts of it in, in a market that's still, despite the gold price, um, still a bit soft from an equity side. Um, when good shareholders suggest um, that, that they'd like to to top up their investment, you definitely listen. We took the view that we needed to raise in the second half of this year anyway, um, and the market would have known that or started to track that that becomes clear, and we all see the pressure that puts on stock prices. Um, the other part is I think there's going to be a lot of um, companies that have to raise money um, coming into the fall. So we had some of our, our most supportive shareholders um, offer us a pretty significant initial investment. So we went out to, our, to, to the people who back us and a couple of key new groups that have been following us and said, this is what we can deliver with this investment. Um, we'll be in firm footing to deliver the rescope. We can look to some of these growth targets Um, and we we filled the book very quickly. We're fortunate to oversubscribe. So that puts us in a very strong position. We don't have to worry about the the summer weakness. We don't have to worry if there is a large amount of competitive financings um, on companies that that are trying to survive this market. We can just buckle down, deliver on Annapola, and have a healthy cash treasury to allow us to do that. So it ended up being a pretty easy decision to do. All right.
0: All right, Charles, I appreciate your time. Congratulations on... Uh, the continued success with exploration at Anapala. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of. I mean, there will be more assay results being published to the markets. We'll be catching up with you again soon. Have yourself a great rest of your week, and uh, hopefully we we'll see some more follow through. Your, your stocks up 25% this morning, by the way. So <laughs> it's a good, good move. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody. That's your update from Helios Star Metals again trading on the Venture Exchange with HSTR.
1: Thank you very much. Travel safely, Trum.